grody. <laughs> we could do like the whole intro in Valley Girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Totally. T- t- like, it's totally like, the Meg, John and Justin podcast. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, oh my God, here we are. Like, about to record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we were just listening to Valley Girl. Uh, are we recording this? Yeah, we are. <laughs> So, <laughs> when well, red light means we're recording. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, that was an interesting intro. Yeah. I mean, should we... That's, this, is, this is it. That was the intro. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> cool. See, it changes every time. Changes. Well, that was pretty different. There's some really, really big change. Yeah. You know, as I said in a previous podcast, in, in like 30 years' time, we'll just be making abstract noises. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, but we were you were playing me Frank Zappa's song Valley Girl, then yeah. um, hence we were getting into yeah. the Valley Girl discourse. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Really <laughs> really into that at the moment for yeah. some reason. That's but, good. Yeah, I like I'm, it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mentioned Frank Zappa in Rewriting the Rules. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was the quote I was saying to you earlier, oh, yeah. which is like um uh that he said that love lyrics were the cause of uh most mental health problems in America, I think yeah, is that's that's how he put right. it. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah. he also said that he uh, hated British people because um, uh, we're subjects, not citizens, and uh, and huh. whilst we're subjects, we're all eating shit. Like, cool. It's yeah, I'll right. correct on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, he's really he really wasn't into people taking drugs. Was he not? No, he's in, he was into decriminalisation of drugs. Yeah, uh, but um, not yeah. Really, kind of disapproved of people. Curious. Doing it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I've, I went down a Frank Zappa hole recently yeah, on yeah, train yeah. journey, so I've got all these. <laughs> it's good, I like it. Frank Zappa, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Said some interesting things. Not sure yeah. I agree with all of them, but I definitely agree with some of them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking about growing a moustache now. I've I'm got not, a moustache. I do look good with a moustache. <laughs> but you have one. Like, I, I can see it on your face, like, right now. This is not a moustache. Yes, it is. No. I mean, it's attached to a beard, but it's yeah, like, my, your uh, upper lip is hairy. No. <laughs> I'm all for <laughs> breaking down the rules between, you know, different things and exploring right. diversity of facial hair. So, but... listen, if you've got, like, hair on your upper lip and a beard, does that mean it's no longer called a moustache? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What, so it becomes part of the beard? Don't find me on this, MJ. Well, what, what, do you, what do you call it now? Like, is that beard, even though it's on your upper lip? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me restart this <laughs> Just so everyone knows, yeah, hair on your upper lip, if you also have a beard around your chin, that then it, the hair on the upper lip is also called beard. It's not called moustache, apparently. <laughs> this is I've learned something today. I've learned many things. I've learned Valley Girl, like uh, I did a whole like Valley Girl voice, which probably wasn't very good. And I've learned about the correct terminology for upper lip hair. So it's all good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. We usually do this at the end of a podcast, not at the beginning. Well, you know, it's kind of to, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm cheered up though. It's good. Great. Like, yeah, I'm feeling a bit of blue. We're doing quite a serious topic, but yeah, let's start with with silliness. Yeah. Yes. Um, let's. Yes. <laughs> so we uh, were kind of thinking that we wanted to do a podcast. Um, it's kind of the nights have drawn in. They have. It's kind of. I mean, it's what ten past four, and it's pretty. It's dusk, isn't it? It's dark out and it's cold out. Yeah. Well, I had to put on my big. <laughs> 
I had to put on my big winter coat and Justin is laughing because I've already gone on I've already gone on and on about how great my winter coat is but I'm not going to do that <laughs> I'm not going to do it on the podcast because I'll just get told off but no. winter coats are brilliant just make you feel all warm and cosy even when you're outside it's great Okay. So so that's that's definitely a recommendation. Nice warm winter coat. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's kind of it's wintry, it's cold, uh, and this is a time when I think a lot of people are feeling either um, like physically, like a bit under the weather, like yeah. people often kind of just getting, you know. Uh, Various illnesses or kind bugs, of viruses, like norovirus yeah. and colds, flu, yeah, yeah that kind and of thing. And you know how it can be difficult, particularly if you're like having to go into work all the time and you're never properly getting better. And yeah, stuff. yeah, these things can really linger, drag on, yeah. And um, and so people often feel at this time of year kind of pretty low energy physically, but also mm-hmm. like linked to that emotionally, people can often feel quite yeah, like not you know. Bit rubbish. Bit yeah. rubbish, yeah. Yeah. And um and so for people and you know, and other like uh chronic or acute conditions can be exacerbated by illness. Absolutely. A lot a lot of people who get depressed get depressed at this time of year. Yeah. Like not everyone. It can be different seasonal things for different yeah. people, but this is quite a common one. Yeah. And um similarly with yeah, more like physical disabilities, they can be exacerbated by the cold. Pain yeah. particularly can be exacerbated by cold. So yeah. um, you know, or just like you're kind of much more tensed up, you know, mm. with it and that's kind of exacerbating yeah. back stuff and and everything, yeah. And the, I guess the world feels a bit more closed down because if you can only really do stuff during daylight hours and stuff as well. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we were kind of wanting to talk about how we might nego- like navigate uh, sexy times yes. when this is something that's happening. Yes, when yeah, if you're if you're struggling like emotionally and or physically, um, and you also want to be having some kind of sex, which obviously yeah. not everybody does. Um, no, exactly. But some people might want to be navigating some kind of sex. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the first thing we might want to say, really, is yeah. that there's kind of, like, there's an assumption that um, if we're not feeling great, then we may also not be feeling sexual. But many mm. times people can feel really, really sexual yeah. when they're not feeling great. Well, this is it, and this is what we want to sort of challenge it in both directions, mm. don't we? Because, like, something we often talk on about the pod- on the podcast about and in the book about is about how um, we really learn from asexual communities that it's totally fine to just to not have sex, mm-hmm. um, whether that's all of the time or some of the time, and that's a good thing to apply to this area because a lot of people don't feel that sexy when they're feeling ill or emotionally rough, so mm. it would be completely fine to say it's just off the table for, yep. for now um, whether that's for a few months or mm-hmm. just for good that's no problem uh, but as you say the other thing is there can be an assumption that with any kind of disability or health condition or mental health stuff that people won't feel sexy when actually people might feel super sexy yeah yeah. or horny as fuck as I, as I <laughs> mentioned in the uh, in our introductory remarks before the before we start the podcast so people like, can't is it? they can't know it was like a, a pre-introdu- a pre-introduction chat. yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, yes it's yeah, possible so people to can't, so yeah. it affects people in different ways really different ways exactly and that, I guess number one number one rule that's not a rule is any of that is fine yeah exactly yeah I think that kind of leads on to the, uh, 
the uh, another point that actually that can that if we hold on to that idea that it affects people in different ways then it can open up different possibilities and mm. some possibilities might close down others might open up a bit more well yeah exactly i mean uh, i think it i mean it depends where you're at with a level of pain for example mm. but you know certainly sex can be um a good a good release from pain or orgasms mm-hmm. as well can be a good release from pain if that's what you do yeah um and again, sort of both physical and emotional, it can kind of lift your spirits as well. Yeah. Um, again, not always, not for everyone, but mm. um, there are, so for some people, it, it, even if they weren't feeling that sexual, it might be that solo sex or sex with somebody else might yeah. kind of give them a bit of relief from yeah. physical or emotional pain or just like shift their emotions a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's the other thing around negotiating sex is that we do need to remember about solo sex. I mean, we yes. talk about solo sex in the same way that we treat it on as 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 potentially as valuable as partner sex exactly you know, it's like they're yeah. essentially both sex yeah um and so um uh and in our book we talk about the importance even if you're living with a person or having like partner mm. sex uh relationship with a person to make enough space for each other to yeah and again like you know that's where a lot of the different terminology under the asexual umbrella is really helpful because Mm. there are phrases for people who enjoy (laughs) solo sex but not partnered or enjoy sex with emotional intimacy but not without or all that kind of thing and that's quite handy here because yeah it might be that you're a person when you're ill or when you're feeling down it goes to just solo sex and you don't really want to do it with someone else or vice versa it might be that solo sex goes out the window but you know you really appreciate the closeness of some kind of sexual or sensual contact with somebody else so you know all of that is okay as well yeah Mm. I suppose as part of this then we need to look at the the importance of here of uh, at this point looking at the importance of really expanding the erotic possibilities definitely we use a lot yes Um, so the you know what we are told counts as sex and in inverted commas is often just too like much for a lot of people even if they enjoy that yeah when yeah. they are feeling like on top form yeah uh, even if people do enjoy like penetrative sex you know that's it involves quite a lot of very rigorous kind of activity that mm-hmm. when you're not really feeling up to it is just yeah just might not be like yeah. what you're looking for but it doesn't mean like it needs to be off the table completely to have any kind of erotic or sensual contact with somebody Absolutely else not. and you might it might even like you say open up the option of just really enjoying being held yeah. or really uh, you know um one recently for me was having like just different parts of my body held because I've got like sciatica mm-hmm. and it's really painful around the foot and mm-hmm. having somebody just like hold my foot in, in the bath yeah. <laughs> was just a really lovely feeling um, and I think wouldn't have come up if it wasn't for that you know no. and so yeah it begins to yeah where's the boundary with, with that is that yeah. sex or is it not sex you know it's, yeah. it doesn't matter it was a, a really pleasant experience it's so important as well mm. and I think one of the things that being um, not feeling on top form. So I keep using different phrases for this, but yeah, you know we're trying I mean. to we're trying yeah, to encompass like, a lot of different stuff yeah, here. Yeah, so. um, yeah, but I think it's important to just talk about that range of things, like you say, that yeah. involves feeling physically or emotionally low, or just not yeah. on top form or under the weather. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one of the one of the things with that, I guess, is that well, I think one of the things that it may open up for people is that that sometimes we can be very drawn to just how we're feeling like emotionally or physically a lot of that time and that could be something that we kind of spend a lot of our 
attention things yes, like that. Yes. But I think also that if we can do that in a kind way and do that in a kind of in like a a, a, a kind of um, a way that opens up possibilities, we may find ourselves being more in tune with our body. That yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Tune, so in tune with what aches us and pains us but also in tune with what feels nice exactly because actually again you, you know you slow down and a bit and you also have to be becoming quite aware mm. you know again if i just use my own example of sciatica it's like oh my goodness the feeling of like putting something warm in the right place or something cold in the right place yeah you know you really start to learn like what sensations just ease things or actually feel really pleasant yeah uh, warm water as well is a good yeah. one so yeah i think that's right it does have that opportunity and i know it's often when I have a cold you know I start to to worry about not being as good at doing things like this I suppose you yeah. know but actually what I often notice is because I'm a bit slowed down I'm actually more present yeah than when I'm on top form yeah um when I can be a bit like you know sort of busy thoughts and yeah, you know, yeah. distracted so yeah um, I've got a kind of a tangent here which is kind mm. of related but uh yeah. have you ever have you ever heard of the 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 phenomenon of the hangover horn people say this to me quite a lot that yeah. uh you know that they they have a hangover and then at some point during the day of having a hangover yeah quite bad hangover from drinking usually yeah that at some point they the hangover horn kicks in and they know that that's when their hangover is kind of dissipating okay and my theory about this is that you know when if on i don't really get so much anymore maybe it's because i'm such a hardened drinker (laughs) hangovers is bad Um, but you know I I wake up in the morning and I think okay what what is it I my body needs right now I need like some Mm. water I need some ibuprofen I need some cheese crisps I need some diet coke I need need a double decker yeah yeah so you're really tuned into what what you're constantly tuned into your body and if you're spending the day constantly tuning into your body you're going to notice when you're going to notice when you're feeling hot yeah 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 so I think that's one of the that's my theory about the hangover horn theory time and it, it's a good theory to apply to all of this yeah, yeah that you might be more noticing and so, and maybe just giving yourself a bit more time because you know if you do manage to slow down mm. you know then again you might be lying in a bit more in the morning or you might be going yeah. to bed earlier so there's a bit more option yeah. uh, for some of that stuff to be happening mm. the other thing we were talking about that yeah. it can open up is that you know we all have this cultural script around what cancer sex and what it yeah. is that we should be doing and the frequency and how we do it and doing yes. it with a person we all talk about we talk about a lot but it's the one of the most important <laughs> important things that we rail against yes um but that feeling um under the weather slash not feeling yourself not on top form yeah um <laughs> we that may give us more permission actually yeah. to question some of those things for ourselves yeah and it may give us more permission to think well for example, I've had a bad back lately as well. Mm. You know, so some things are completely off the table for me at the moment because it might exacerbate my bad back. Are, th- are things on the table off the table? Lol. <laughs> 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 we don't have many of those, do we? We don't have many, like, sex puns. No, I know. That was a oh, good night. We should do, like, a special for, like, Christmas. It's a Christmas special on. full of ca- carry-on special. A carry-on special. <laughs> um, carry-on up for the Meg, John and Justin podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna need to work on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, be yeah, Kenneth yeah. Williams. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a plan. Charlie. Anyway, sorry. Going <laughs> off on a tangent again. Yeah. Um You were saying that things were off the table because of your bad back. 
Yeah, and mm. so and but you know when that kind of gives you permission, doesn't it? Yes. And then the other per- and then it's almost like, and obviously this is it's because of the bad back, and so mm. people might kind of also, if you find it really difficult to, to say what it is that you want or like challenge that script yeah it gives you that excuse excuse. yeah so you get to try something different the bad back gives Mm. you gives you permission gives you like a permission slip to try something else that's right i was thinking like yeah a big you you know you might say well i'm not up to sex for sex in the way that we normally do it but i'd be really up for like you like running me a bath and like Mm -hmm. you know rubbing body lotion on me or something that could open up a whole like could be a bit of a kink service kind of thing or it could be just a really pleasant sensual thing i tell you what else as well i've really noticed lately is that it's moving beyond sex really but it's the same point is that having physical stuff with that's that's hard kind of opens up other things in relationships more broadly because mm. um, I've been spending a lot of time with people where both of us are under the weather physically and or emotionally mm. and it's like like you know Alex who we actually had on the show yeah. who is uh, another person that I write with when we were together we were both struggling with physical stuff and it meant we couldn't be creative together yeah. and that's one of the big things we do like that's, yeah. our, that's our sex you know or our romance or whatever yeah. in our relationships being really creative together but it wasn't an option mm. and so we were you know we were quite vulnerable together and it really increased the intimacy and we did a lot of like hanging out and having brunch together yeah and then you know again somebody else I had a similar thing of like some things that we normally do were off the table but it meant we had a really different kind of connection yeah and I thought yeah you know on the one hand this is a a downer you know that this normal way of connecting is off the table for us there's a lot of tables um but you know what was what was really great was it was like okay we can connect in this different way yeah and we've actually we have deepened the intimacy yeah because we've had to do that um by to find another way between us um yeah so that is a thing that feeling down slash under the weather slash not 100 percent yeah uh can open up is that it it's helps us to feel more present with yeah. ourselves and with other people and to be like curious in finding other ways to be around each other yeah. you know whether physically or emotionally connecting with other people yeah yeah and i think the thing to do there in order to enable that to happen is to not be is to try to let go of some of the frustrations at not being some not being exactly the stuff that you do normally do. well it all comes back to that sort of buddhist kind of idea that when we're really goal focused and we're like i want to get this thing out of yeah. this person or out of this encounter then you know we often end up feeling really rough yeah. and really sad because it's it's really hard to you know to to just get what we want you know if we've got this clear sense of what we want but if we can go into that encounter or that relationship open to ooh, i wonder what it's going to be like mm. this time yeah then kind of nothing's bad yeah you know which is what we've said before about chatting people up haven't we yeah you know it's like it kind of goes for everything sex relationships chatting somebody up it's like yeah. you go in with this this fixed idea about what you want yeah and you can you know likely feel bummed out if you don't get it and even if you do get it can feel overly pressured yeah whereas if you go in with this open like who knows what may happen but it's yeah. what i guess is important to say is that's really bloody hard and it's particularly hard in this area because mm. when we're in pain physically and emotionally it sucks as well yeah. <laughs> and so it's it really, really hard not to just get focused on wanting that to go away exactly yeah it can be really difficult because also we can have like a lot of our, our a lot of our identity can be built around things that we can do. Yeah. Right? And um, you know, so there's like 
So if somebody was really into a particular kind of sex and that particular kind of sex is mm. like not something that they can do for a while, yeah, um, then that can have like a, a big impact on you. So it's yeah, very like who, easy who am I without being able to, you know, say you're like a big data, you know, yeah. and you had lots of dates and lots of one night stands and yeah. that just wasn't something you were up for. You were only up for like really kind of mellow sex with one fuck buddy or something. Yeah. You know, that could really cramp your style of like you know this is my whole identity as a bit of a player that I'm not being able to do yeah so we are a bit kind of saying you know even though that that's likely to be deeply frustrating and painful in a different way yeah try and try not to feel those things I mean uh, I guess we would say you know <laughs> yeah. self-care is the thing here yeah yeah so. yeah and um, let yourself let yourself feel the loss yeah. you know or the the frustration yeah and those, you know it's not about like trying to push those emotions out of the way and not have them mm. but I think being open to the fact that it may, yeah it may open up something for you yeah as well as closing it down and I've certainly you know I've been sick a hell of a lot this year mm. and I read this amazing book called how to be sick which is a, a Buddhist <laughs> kind of a book about it and and you know yeah she's definitely saying you need to let yourself feel the feelings mm. that are crap about it but also that you know it's this it's this who knows what is good or bad because you may find that you're learning a hell of a lot from mm. <laughs> from from the sickness or from yeah. the you know whatever it's if you if you can let yourself open to the experience yeah you may find you learn a lot about yourself and also and also your relationships you know maybe that like people really come through for you who you weren't expecting and really yeah. support you or something and you're like oh wow i never knew that relationship had that element to it yeah, yeah for example yeah definitely mm. Mm. so the so there are some things that can open up as well as it um uh, closing down but I guess we, another thing that we could talk about here is just how this might work in terms of sex in a relationship and mm. just the uh, uh, this goes back to our navigating um, discrepancy and desire yeah so we did a yeah we did a podcast on discrepancies yeah. so it's really quite well covered in there already but yeah. like obviously this is one area which can create discrepancies where there weren't any and again one of those senses of loss mm. in any kind of relationship might be if somebody develops, you know, starts getting a lot of acute things like I have, or if mm. they get a chronic condition, mm. um, then it may be that, you know, something that was so great about the relationship, which was that it had this, you know, similar levels yeah. of desire or similar things that the people were into might just go. Yeah, yeah. Or there might be like a condition that means that somebody's suddenly uber sensitive. So they really enjoyed, say, you know, kink stuff before, but actually now they're really sensitive and it's horrible. Mm. Or vice versa, there's conditions that make you really unsensitive. Yeah. So actually you might need stronger sensations yeah. and you might even want to bring in some strong sensations to sex that really wasn't your bag before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this is um, why it's really important that every time we have sex with somebody that we treat it like it's the first time. Yeah. Because everybody's body is different every single time. Yeah. And that could be even quite... Um, you know we're talking about when people are feeling kind of down slash under the weather slash not feeling themselves 100% (laughs) yeah Um, but even kind of small changes in that can affect what it is that we're doing with a person yeah and if we are only if we are trying to have sex with the person that we had sex with the last time mm. we're not really being present with this person that we're having sex with now right right uh, somebody asked me this recently about sexual fluidity so like I was talking about this idea of sexual fluidity which is like that maybe our sexual orientations as they call them are not mm. fixed and they've done this research that says you know people often change over time as whether they identify as like lesbian or gay or pan or mm. straight or whatever and and somebody said to me oh well, does that mean like people's like can it just change day to day 
you know, like that would be a terrible thing if I said yes. And I kind of said, yeah, because actually, yeah, our sexualities are that fluid. We yeah. don't like usually want to do the exact same activity in exactly the same way or have the exact same fantasy, no. you know, like hour after hour, day after day. So, yeah, it probably does change on a day by day. And that's what you mean, like mm. to tune in to where somebody's body and brain are at right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is not to say that we want to go to like a post-sexuality world where, you know, everyone's the same anyway and we don't need to yeah, yeah, yeah. the rights of minorities, <laughs> and, uh, which a lot of, I don't know, some people try and make that argument lately with the trans stuff, don't they? That, yeah. You know, why can't everyone's just different anyway we're all just yeah but no we still because yeah. we still live in a culture <laughs> which still labels people in certain ways and there's still massive power dynamics in play we do still need to talk about categories yeah. of people yeah, yeah absolutely um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to do the hard work uh, not just to say oh yeah it's all fine now. oh yeah no definitely not <laughs> Um, uh, we were going to mention about sort of the, there are some really good uh, writers and speakers around yeah. disability and sex so I mean I feel like those of us where it may be more acute conditions or more temporary can still really learn from the excellent stuff that's out there about disability and sex which yeah. is the starting point of which is to make the vital point that you know disabled people can be totally sexual in all kinds of ways you know because there is a real unfortunate cultural stereotype of being disabled or having any kind of health condition means that you have to put like sex off the table yeah. and just not have it which is you know really shit really mm. shit and yeah. it's um, it's just uh, it's I feel like it's a thing that isn't really talked about enough which is why I really started to which is why I really enjoyed listening to Andrew Gerza's podcast Disability After Dark mm. uh, I've only managed to listen to a couple of episodes actually so far. they've both been absolutely brilliant awesome yeah. um, one, one about consent that I, I was tweeting recently and it's just it uh i mean it, there were some really like difficult stories in it but um it was such an important powerful listen mm. and it's like it's just so um uh, this was kind of after the me too stuff yeah and i felt like you know i guess disability is one of the things that wasn't being talked about you no, know it really me too wasn't opened much. up a lot of conversations yeah, yeah. but didn't um, and that's around, funny like. because people often treat disabled people yeah. non-consensually yeah. so it's like a double whammy when it comes to sex and disabled people right yeah that's what andrew was saying and so uh-huh. um you know i think and again that can be a great starting point for a lot of people even if you don't have a disability to think about sex mm. in a different way and to challenge um your own perceptions around what is sex and mm-hmm. why have sex another one that you really liked that I uh, I mean I've read his other stuff but I've not read this particular book it's by Corey Silverberg yeah yeah there's, uh, is it Sex and Disability yeah anyway, if you look up Corey Silverberg I think um, yeah he's got a lot of stuff around this topic yeah um, I mean there's yeah there's a few people out there who write good stuff on this so it's definitely worth yeah. having a look and finding the ones that speak to you because yeah. yeah people have different preferences um, particularly around how you know there's some really good radical stuff around disability like crip theory and, and that mm. kind of thing in relation to sexuality right. and there's also kind of more mainstream stuff so again it's about finding what speaks to you in terms mm. of your politics and your personal preferences mm. yeah yay um, is there anything else that we want to say about this? I feel well, that's a fairly good overview. But if anyone wants, to, you know, if anyone has more like specific questions, like about yeah. a specific aspect of this, then by all means, feel free to um, tweet us or email us about them. I mean, that's the thing. We um, we uh, want to be quite broad when we're just talking about these topics because we want them to mm. kind of include lots of people and 
people and to be useful to a lot of people. But yeah. We'd, we'd, it would be really nice also to do some specific stuff. Well, that's right. There's so much we could have dug, dug into here and more yeah. depth, like, you know, specifically around depression yeah. or, say, or social yeah. anxiety or yeah. um, specific kind of health conditions. But, yeah. Um, we'd, yeah, we're happy to do that if that would be useful. But it's quite nice to have the broad overview to start with. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can do all the things. We can. We can go, We've got plenty of time. We can start small and go big. Or we can go big and go small. Or we can start with Valley Girl Valley by Frank Zappa and end up with um, disability and sex. That's right. Yeah. Um, feels quite good. So, uh, yeah, so if you have any questions or if there's any, mm. if there's a more specific specific aspects of this or anything else you want to talk about, you can tweet us at Megatron Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook at Megatron Justin. Yep. Um, uh, com is our website yeah if you our want book. to ask us like a proper like a, 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 an elongated question or if you have, yeah. want to send us an email you can do that via the website that would be you'd be welcome to and uh, then the book obviously is enjoy sex how when if you want to which has got plenty more on these themes oh just uh, loads but it's fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the zines on the website yeah. also quite good if you want to do like more of a workbooky thing around some yeah, of these topics I think our uh, make your own sex manual zine might be really useful yeah good one on this yeah. really about helping you to tune into expanding your erotic imaginations and tuning into what it is that you're uh, into uh, mm. or what it is that you may want to be into absolutely good so uh, until next time <laughs> <laughs> bye bye